Today's episode of To Be Honest is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think NFL tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in just two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get to the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score some last minute tickets. Hey, welcome back to Be Honest with, you know, your host, D'Angelo Williams, and your co-host, Jake Seeley. Seeley, what's going on, baby? Uh, not as much as you. I don't know. Are you still jet lagged from all your excursions over across the pond? Actually, I'm not. It was a five-hour time difference. It was an eight-hour flight over there, nine-hour nine flight back. But what happened is, is we had the media, which is a TV and radio and stuff like that on the way there, and then it crashed on us on the way back. So it felt a lot longer when you don't have entertainment on the way back than it is going there for damn sure. Oh. Oh, wait, so, so you just like have to stare ahead on the way back and do nothing? No, well, I, I'm i going to tell you what I did. I did the dreaded talk to the people beside you. And uh, that was probably one of the bigger mistakes because apparently I Did they know who you were? They didn't. I, I, actually, I flew out. When I flew out, I flew out with a whole bunch of Carolina Panther fans. And uh, when I flew back in, I flew with a whole bunch of Carolina Panther fans, but they were more toward like to the back and to my size, but like sitting directly next to me was I, my son. And then on the other side of me, I'm not sure, you know, who the couple was, but let's just say they had their fair share of issues. And it's easier to talk to a stranger about your problems than somebody that know you. Cause you feel like they'll just tell other people, you know? So yeah, I got a whole bunch of problems dumped on me while I was uh, on the plane on the way back. I mean, I'm talking about four and a half hours full. But, you know, I think we came to a resolution and I told him, I said, if you can't do anything about it, why worry? And if you can do something about it, why worry? And it was like, oh, I never looked at it like that. But, you know, it's always easier said than done when you're not the person going through the problems. <laughs> right. So that made me think. Let me ask you this. If you as a player, whether you're playing or playing now or now that you're retired and all that type of stuff is, are you the type of person like if somebody recognized you as a fan? in like an airport or some public place and they come up to you. Do, are there times where, because I'll give you a quick painted picture. You're interesting like I am. So Eric Young, WWE, I've hung out with him in person yeah. several times. And we were getting lunch one time before SummerSlam. Or no, was it SummerSlam or I forget what it was. In any case, we were together, we're getting lunch and there was fans there and they noticed him and he noticed them. I mean, I'm sure you see the same thing. You kind of notice yeah. when people have noticed you. And they didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. They finally came over. It was a guy and his kid. And he came over right as the food got there. Oh, and nice. Eric was kind of like, you know, well, you know, I'm kind of in the middle of whatever. And he still did it. And after they left and he was like, I hate when people do that. He goes, normally, if I wasn't with you, I would have just told him no. Like you could have come up to me before the food was here. Do you, do you have that? Do you have like particulars where you'll engage fans or you won't? Yeah. Well, I've had some very interesting uh, interaction with fans. So normally when I'm with the wife and kids, the 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 hard part is is like when I have my son hand in one hand and then, you know, my daughter hand in the other one and somebody comes up and like, 
I'll try to shake my hand or like, hey, man, can I get a picture or an autograph? Whereas if they were with their kids and obviously their mindset's a little different and somebody say, hey, can I get a picture? Like, dude, you don't see me with my kids? Like, and I, <laughs> I had a, a real good conversation with a fan and I said, hey, man, why do you guys do that? You know, why, why would you come up and ask a person that's famous? They was like, well, we don't get these opportunities much. So when we get those opportunities, we jump at them. We don't really care what you have going on in your life at that like time, at that present time. And at that, we only think about ourselves from a standpoint of like, oh, we're happy to see you. We hope you're doing, we just assume you guys are doing good. Hey, can we get a picture? And that picture lets our friends and our family know like, hey, this actually happened. We did this. Like, it's not right. like, I, and I always ask them, I say, why don't you just come up to them and just have like a conversation? Because that conversation with you will last a lifestyle, a lifetime. And he was like, nah, it's more so of, we want our friends to know like, hey, we was in that position first. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I mean, I get it. I was in the bathroom once and this is probably, <laughs> it's a little bit, uh, we're going down this rabbit hole, but. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really interested to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom and I'm at a urinal, man. And uh, I saw when he walked in, I was like, oh God, he's going to say something. He's going to like, it's going to be interesting. I never thought he was going to go here. He goes to the stall next to me. 14 stalls are open. He goes right to the one next to me. And I'm like, okay, this <laughs> that's is already awkward. a faux pas. It's already awkward, right? And like I'm I'm using the bathroom. I'm relieving myself. And he extends his hand and was like, hey man, you know, I'm so 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 so. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of busy, man. <laughs> like my hands are full. <laughs> and I was and I was thinking to myself, like, and then we it was that awkward silence for like two or three seconds and I was like but man you know when I finished you know you know I washed my hands you know maybe we could shake hands or whatever and, like, and you wash yours oh yeah by that time he's full red and like he just kind of stops and like I washed my hand I was like hey man what's going on he's like oh no never mind don't even worry about it I I, I, I thought you were somebody else <laughs> oh, <laughs> like walk now. Yeah. <laughs> but that was probably the funniest thing that I've I've had done with the fan but usually it's it it's when I'm with my family and uh you know I'm like super busy uh when fans try to come up and they want to autograph some pictures instead of just respecting the privacy of them being with their family. So I I mean I get it I understand that it's your guys like you don't get this opportunity much but have you ever put your side on the other side of the coin maybe I'm a terrible father and this is my first time hanging out with my kids all week. <laughs> <laughs> and you ruining no, it for I, my hey. kids. <laughs> I understand. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like I'm the best fan out there, but I'm with you for one thing. Like I much rather have a conversation than take the picture. I don't actually don't have a, most pictures of people I've met because to what you said, I just I like talking to the person. But it's also if I would have said what you just happened had happened, like with your kids and your wife, I just would have kind of like saw if I caught your eye and kind of gave you like a hey, you're I know you're D'Angelo Williams, and I would have left you alone. And it's like kind of like you're unfortunate, you know. I caught you at a time that I shouldn't interrupt you, so. Being in London and being around, you know, the teams and everything like that and being back on the field. Well, first of all, tell us a little bit of what you did. Like, you, I know you told me, but for everybody out there about being on both yeah. sidelines during the game. And did you get anything oh, out there dude. where you felt like, you know, I, I kind of missed this? Uh, so it, it, it's kind of piggybacking off of your story. So you guys will love this story, too, here later as I get into it. But uh, so I get into London. We leave on Monday. We, we land at Tuesday at like 8 a.m., obviously. My wife has no clue what to do. Uh, she went classic woman on me there. Like, yeah, I don't care what we do, but like, actually, she cares and like barking out instructions. She just don't want to say it. <laughs> what to do? Yeah, just don't want to say it in fear of uh, like 
throwing off my schedule, but in fact, we really don't have a schedule. Uh, so we landed at a.m. I rent a car and everybody's paranoid about driving on the other side of the road. I'm like, dude, I can handle this. <laughs> the steering wheels on the other side. So traffic is always coming at you like this is going to be a sense. I rent a car. We drive up to Stonehenge. I learned a very interesting fact uh, about Stonehenge. Uh, and I'll give you something interesting about each one that I wouldn't saw because I think this is very interesting. Do you know what the trench is called around Stonehenge? No. Hinge. It's called the hinge. So the stones are obviously the stones, but the trench around it is called the hinge, hence Stonehenge. That's where it gets ah, its name So it's from. like the entire thing is Stonehenge. Yes, the entire thing is Stonehenge. So we drive up to Stonehenge. It looks exactly. Well, that's pretty fortunate. It's a good thing there wasn't like boulders there. Boulder yeah, I know it would have been boulder as well. Or right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I made the grave mistake of calling the stones rocks. I was like, dude, these are some really oh, big rocks. They're did stones. you get banned? <laughs> yeah, they're stones. And I'm like, they kick you out rocks. for that. Like, they're stones. I'm sorry, Stonehenge. So <laughs> I made the mistake like a couple of times because I thought the guy was playing with me, but he wasn't playing. He was dead serious. He was like, they're stones. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> another name for really big rocks are stones, but okay, I get it. I totally understand. Uh, so we went up and saw that. And then after we saw that, we went to Buckingham Palace. Um, there's actually a flag that they they not at half staff, but like at three quarter staff when the queen is not in uh, Buckingham Palace. And when she's in there, they have it at full staff, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, okay. when she's home or not, when you go by her home and take a picture out in front of it. Uh, <laughs> I should I should try that here. Yeah, I know. Right? Not at home. <laughs> well, well, no, yeah. Huh. Trump's not at home. Okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's how you know when the queen is in and when she's not in. They were also having protests while we were there in London, and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And then I found out what they was protesting, and I'm just like, is there an end? Like, is there any possible like answer to the? protest that they're giving they were shutting down bridges and like i saw one side of the protest and then i everybody was talking about the other side do you know what their protest is <laughs> what time tea time was i don't know what no they're protesting climate change really yes so wait, wait, like, I asked one of the wait, protesters. What do you mean, like protesting it? Like stop it from happening? Like, yes. That's what, what are you protesting? <laughs> You're, yes, they're protesting. I'm climate protesting change, bro. climate change. Yeah. So, so, if, so if I protest enough, it'll stop. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, Jake, like, there's no answer. There's no right answer to this. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so so they're blocking streets and roads and stuff, and everybody's upset because they're sitting in traffic, which is causing pollution, therefore contributing to climate change. So <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, so so what's our end game here? Like what what do we what do we want? Do we want like people to say, hey, there is a such thing? Are we fighting the fact that we don't agree that climate change is happening? Or are we fighting to change it? Because either way, I think, like, we're not going to get it done. <laughs> but it is a really cool protest, though. It was really cool, bro. The, the pageantry, like, they had parades. It was just, like, everywhere they were, the cops were. Uh, but I, I, I digress. I digress. Uh, so <laughs> we went to, like, uh, where um, Westminster, where they get married and stuff like that. We did all the stuff. 
But I wanted to tell you about the London Bridge, man, because I think this is one of the funniest stories. So I, I went to the hotel and we checked into our hotel. I said, hey, you know, I want to get on a tourist form because they give tours out of this hotel and I'll take you to see all the good stuff like the London Eye, uh, Tower Bridge, Tower of London, you know, all this cool stuff. And I'm like, yes, you know, the only thing I really want to see is the London Bridge, because as a kid, London Bridge is falling down was something that I was super excited about. And we played as a kid. So obviously, you know, I want to see Which the was London always Bridge. a weird song. Right. It's a very weird <laughs> song because I one, I want to see if it really fell down. And if it did, when and what did they replace <laughs> it with? And two, how extravagant this bridge has to be. Because if it fell down, obviously somebody targeted it because of its special qualities and unique qualities, right? So yeah. I put it on my list. It was number one. And when I got the list back from the driver, it, was, it wasn't on there. So I get back and I complain to the staff. I'm like, hey, I wanted to see the damn London Bridge and they didn't take me by the London Bridge. I either want some of my money back, all of my money back. I'm not paying. I was complaining like hey i'm gonna cancel my credit card so you don't get any money like they was like hey mr williams you know whatever we could do to help you you know but you're not helping i want to see the london bridge concierge the front desk like dude i'm telling you you don't want to see the london bridge i was like you don't tell me what i want to see you're not gonna ruin my childhood right 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 (laughs) you know so they was like well fine mr williams we'll take you and your family if you really want to go to see the london bridge i'm like fine you know i'm that's a victory for me. Very small, but a victory all in itself. Go back to the family and say, hey, get your clothes on. We're going to see the London Bridge. Everybody's excited. We get in the car. You know, I got that that face of victory. Like, hey, you know, I fought it till I couldn't fight it no more. We're going to see the London Bridge. But I still want my damn discount, though, just because you take me back to see it when you want me to see it. And now when I wanted to, I want some type of uh, a kickback because I shouldn't have to go through all this to get back in this car to go see the London Bridge. Jake, we crossed the London Bridge three times and I was still looking for the London Bridge. <laughs> see, they tried to save you. <laughs> Dude, it was awful. A causeway in Miami was better than the London Bridge. It was literally like it was a bridge uh it wasn't even like, and I asked him, I said, well, why is this famous? Why is there a song in America that I learned as a kid that say London Bridge is falling down? And they gave me the story behind it. And I was sick to my stomach. So a guy very similar to me. Uh, and when I say similar to me, had the same thinking. The Tower Bridge is the extravagant bridge. The London Bridge is right next to it. So when the London Bridge came available for sale, he thought he was buying the Tower Bridge. So he bought the London Bridge. However, there's a London Bridge that's in Arizona right now here in the States that uh, is talked about more often than the London Bridge there in um, uh, London. But yeah, it's just a regular bridge. And the reason why they say it was falling down because the guy who bought it thought he was buying the Tower Bridge and bought the wrong bridge. And I'm pretty sure after he found out the bridge that he bought was not the one that he wanted, he wanted it to fall down. 
Uh, but <laughs> all right, we, so, I, so I went to the game. So you I got went to, to the see game. the London Bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to you see got the to the game after seeing the London Bridge seven times, and you didn't even really want to. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really want to. So we we get to the game, and obviously, uh, well, before we get to the game, I go to like this uh, play sixty thing, right? I haven't been around the team in like seven or eight years. Like it's it's been forever, and everybody think I'm. Oh a yeah, that was that commercial back in the day with the kid warming up his arm to take Cam. Yeah, that was, job. that was that was that was Kyle Allen. That was Kyle Allen warming yeah. up his arm. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I hadn't seen the team in like forever, dude. So I show up, man, and like everybody on the team is surprised, and everybody from the Carolina media is like surprised. It was like, hey, man, uh, what brings you here? I was like, oh, the game. <laughs> what brings you here? He like, oh, I see you with the uh, Carolina Panther logo on your chest. It's been like years since this happened like is there everything okay i was like yeah man i'm not i'm not sick or dying i'm, I'm completely fine i'm it was like oh, so, listen to the podcast right they was like so what what brings you here i was like well uh the same thing bring you here i'm the ambassador for the carolina panthers shock and awe was in the face of everybody there uh i got a chance to talk to some of the the team, uh, some of the guys that was catching up with, you know, Luke and uh, said something to Greg Olson, uh, Bruce Irvin, uh, Kyle Love, uh, Trey Turner, all the older guys, you know, Trey Boston. And I knew Eric Reed just in passing and what he's done, uh, you know, in the protest community. Uh, but then I I like, OK, this this is fine. This is OK. I, I didn't bump in any of the coaches. Uh, and I was trying to nobody in the front office, uh, which was kind of what I didn't want to do is bumping anybody in the front office. Cause we, we talked about this. So fast forward to the game, right? Uh, <laughs> this is interesting. I've never in my entire life heard so much backbiting on a guy. Like if you, you go back three or four years ago, Cam Newton could do no wrong in that building. It's like he never existed, and when he did, it was all bad. Like, they act like Cam Newton played like Nathan Peterman. Okay. It was that bad. Like, nobody was like, oh, man, you know, everybody's worried about when Cam come back, uh, if they're going to bench Kyle Allen or not. But, I, I, again, I digress. We're going to get to that. So I'm standing on the sideline, and uh, you remember that story I told you that I was going to tell you? Like, so – I'm standing on a uh, Tampa Bay sideline for the game. Uh, I was, I, I figured, you know, I stand on Carolina sideline the entire game, but I knew uh, Darian Stewart, which is a safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm gonna say something to him. Cause we're friends. We're friends before football. So I was like, well, I'll say something to him before. Well, Simeon Rice came down as the ambassador for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I know Simeon through, you know, us playing in the national football league together, kind of being on that same gambit. But in, and right. accustomed with me talking to uh, Simeon Rice on the sideline, uh, uh, Warren Sapp walks up. And I know Sapp, too, because, you know, obviously he played in Tampa. But he walks up, and he's just like, D, what's up, baby? I'm like, what's going on? You know, we shake hands. He's like, man, you know, we got to keep in contact, man. You know, we got to link up. You know, Simeon said the same thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then Dexter walk up, and, you know, Dexter was the MVP, was this was this real like we got to keep in contact or is this like you see well, somebody I, I, the first I'm, I'm time you see them five years I'm, I'm, okay I'm, I'm getting to that that's that's what's gonna be the interesting part Jake Jake so I, I'm gonna tell you how we feel as fans from celebrity to celebrity depending on status versus like a fan to just any celebrity in that matter right 
So uh, he was like, yeah, we got to keep in touch. I'm like, okay, cool. So Dexter come over and, and Dexter's like, hey, you know what's going on? We all shake hands and talking old war stories and then them talking about the Super Bowl year. And I can't relate to that because I've never been to one. And I'm just hearing this conversation. And uh, all of a sudden, it's our time to say goodbye. Well, my time, because I want to go on the other sideline. And I'm like, oh, man, it was good seeing y'all. So now I'm at an impasse now. Like from celebrity to celebrity, obviously, I'm not the Hall of Famer. Warren Sapp is. Uh, Simeon Rice had a great year. They all won the Super Bowl. So I'm in that position now where I got two or three moves that I can make. I can say, all right, bye. I can walk off and be like, damn, he said we got to keep in touch. Do I follow up on that? So I'm sitting there and it's like an awkward silence. And I'm thinking like, hey, is this the time where I take out my phone and be like, yeah, man, you know, let's exchange numbers. Or do I wait for them to do that? Because you, you look at the status here and obviously, again, I'm not the Hall of Famer. He said it. But like, I don't, again, I don't know, Jake, if he's just saying that to like be nice or right. he's just saying that just in like open conversation or like this was really like a thing. But like when he says that, I'm like, OK, well, maybe like this is like the real thing, because obviously, you know, I played a little football, but not at his stature. So it was interesting. I'm like, eh, OK, I, I'll just let it be. I'll just not be the awkward one and be like, take out my phone. And be like, yeah, man, let's exchange numbers. And then. Uh, they I get that awkward conversation. Well, man, you know I don't really answer texts and calls, man. But you can get my email address. I ain't want to be that guy. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's that's the 2019 version of blowing somebody off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I didn't I didn't want that. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna let it go. And I was like, if they really want to get in touch with me, then obviously everybody's on social media. They could just slide in my DMs if like he was really serious about it. Or he can kind of get my number through somebody else. So I was like, hey, guys, you know, I'm out. I'm about to roll. And then, like, some part of me wanted to be like, hey, man, let me get your number. That's what I wanted to hear. But I never heard that. And I'm just like, dang, man, like, <laughs> was I really hoping just now? <laughs> like, <laughs> was I, so now you're on our side of things. <laughs> you're right. That's what I'm saying. But it happens like that more often than not. Like, if a celebrity like Michael Jordan or, you know, Brett Favre or somebody like that bump into you and you're any kind of celebrity as it relates to in the athletic world, you know, it doesn't get much higher than those guys. So everybody feel the same way. Nobody's going that that has less celebrity status going to break out their phone and be like, yo, man, let's change numbers, man. Because you don't want to be that guy. See, be like, no, that's oh, what I'm saying. Now you're on our side of things because yeah, this is like our. As, well, as, as long as I've known you now and knew you on Twitter, if you notice, like, I never wanted to be like, hey, D'Angelo, can I get your number? Like, I never I never <laughs> yeah. did that. We just kept, <laughs> until we done the show, I never said, hey, give me give me your number. Yeah, well, I, I'm just letting everybody know out there, too, Jake, that other <laughs> celebrities happens with feel, the athletes. Which, yeah, it happens to the best <laughs> of us, you know, but we don't go up to people saying, hey, let me get your autograph a picture. Like, the number is, like, the thing. And then even when you get the number, you don't ever call or text each other. You don't ever like reach out unless you're like in the same city. You see each other like, yo, I'm going to hit you up. And you never really hit each other up. You just it's just the sake of having somebody's number just in case you so, need it. So, you know, D'Angelo, you're the most famous person in my phone. Does it make you feel better? <laughs> it does. What do you have me saved under? Famous guy or like is it by like No, I have D'Angelo Williams. I just oh, have your cool. name. Yeah. Oh, nice. Do I have a blue check yeah. mark in your phone on the contacts? <laughs> no, I can't, I can't make that happen. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about your forward. Let's talk about the Panthers a little bit. How yeah. about that? Yeah, let's do that. So something you and I texted about while you were out there and we were catching up on some things is there's two things to look at for this game is for the Panthers, 
one specific player for this team has been playing amazing. That's Christian McCaffrey. Yes. And it's funny because I was texting you about the fact that some insane stat out there said he's not even worth one win above replacement because of the whole talk about him being an MVP. And I wasn't expecting you to say what you said because you came back with agreeing that that's an insane stat. But at the same time, also, you said that you don't think Christian McCaffrey will be the MVP. No, I 100% don't think that Christian McCaffrey is going to be the MVP. He's putting up MVP-like numbers right now, and this is the reason why I said he won't be MVP. He should. He deserved to definitely be in consideration, but he won't win it because he's going against quarterbacks that are playing like Aaron Rodgers right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson with zero interceptions. Huh? I said. I said. Or Russell Wilson with zero interceptions. Right. 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 You got. You got Russell Wilson. Uh. You got uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady's always obviously had a bad Thursday night game, but he always finishes on a high note. And Patrick Mahomes up until this point, I'm basically saying it's hard to scheme a quarterback because a quarterback is all based on how good your wide receivers are. And running back, I can stack the box. You look at the Tampa Bay defense. Tampa Bay is a horrible football team. They are a horrible. They had five picks. He threw five picks and fumbled the ball once, six turnovers, and they lost by 11. Uh, With that being said, their defense was number two against the run and number 32 against the pass. And in order to stop a running back, you stack the box. I can go in the nickel, put a a cornerback on uh, your running back out of the backfield, and I can pretty much shut him down. If they zoom in and you look at Christian McCaffrey's stats, he had two touchdowns, granted, but he had under 80 yards of total offense uh, in this offensive system because guys are now knowing that they have to stop him. So in order for him to win this MVP or even remain in talks and considerations is one, he has to continue winning with a backup quarterback. And we all know that Kyle Allen is not playing at a high level right now, but that defense is. So it's giving them opportunities uh, Two, they, again, they have to keep winning uh, eight and 18 with, with him having 4,000 yards or them not going to the playoffs, they still going to have him sitting at home, but in the MVP conversation, but not having him an opportunity to win it. And three. So it can the, be both? It, can it be the fact that he's not the MVP, but at the same time, that's an insane stat? Yeah, it, it can definitely be both. His stats are amazing. He's playing at a dumb high level. Like the level that he's playing at right now, I hadn't seen a running back play on that level since Marshall Falk. So as a running back, what, is it, what does it make you think when you see something like that, where you see something saying that Christian McCaffrey's not even good for one win above replacement value? Oh, dude, I, I see that somebody's obviously doing clickbait or the algorithm that they use over there is not uh, is not <laughs> now. It's obsolete and it's out of control. I, I, I can't even believe people are fixing their mouth to even say that because if they don't have <laughs> Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, they don't win the games that they win. Granted, they're 4-2. and two, uh, they rolled off the last four wins, and everybody's saying it's Kyle Allen, but what people don't understand is that defense is playing equally uh, better or the best defense, in my opinion, that's playing the game right now as it relates to having uh, – I, I make that number two. I digress. <laughs> I make that number two because New Orleans is playing insane. Um, two, uh, in the NFC anyway, I know the San Francisco 49ers are undefeated and their defense is quote-unquote legit, but – I'm talking about this Carolina Panthers offense, I mean, uh, team, because everything ran through Cam that's not running through them. Every, they're just a collection of guys now with Christian McCaffrey. There's no mega superstar on this football team. They're running the ball. They're running the West Coast offense the way North Turner uh, likes to run it. North Turner's West Coast offense does not work with a mobile quarterback. That's just what it boils down to. They're not asking Kyle Allen to do what they asked Cam to do. 
So Kyle Allen is literally handing the ball off, throwing it to Christian McCaffrey, or trying to throw it to receivers. And he hadn't been playing well here lately. But in order, again, and then the fourth thing in order for Christian McCaffrey to uh, win MVP, he has to stay on the field. At running back, we take more hits than anybody on the field. And that's one of the reasons, like, he's bound to miss a couple of games in there somewhere or his carries are going to have to go down, which in turn is going to affect his MVP candidacy because you need all that to be in your favor. Uh, and well, I, I just that's a lot to happen. Well, you brought them up both up. Well, let's talk real quick about Kyle Allen and Cam Newton then. is because Cam Newton sounds like he's returning to practice through their bye and a chance to be back on the field after the bye week. Oh, if you, D'Angelo Williams, are in charge of the Panthers, do you start Cam Newton when he's back? Because I'm of the opinion, I don't even care if they hadn't lost a single game while Cam Newton's out. Cam Newton's still Cam Newton. And as soon as he's healthy, he's back under center. That's my damn right. I you don't want to put that car in the garage, do you? So no. a Camry, a Camry that's working, uh, is what you're basically saying. Kyle Allen is a Camry. Let's just be honest. You can put a lot of miles on him. He's cheap. Uh, he doesn't require a lot of gas uh, or the high price gas. Cam Newton is that Bentley or that Porsche or that high end sports car that you have that requires a lot of attention. Maintenance going to be expensive as hell. But as soon as that car is up and running, you're going to keep it in the garage because it gave you problems. And you're going to keep driving the camera. You're going to get back in your damn expensive sports car after it's fixed and you're going to go with it. And I think that's what it is. I think that nothing lies within Cam Newton. Everything relies uh, lies into North Turner. I think North Turner should put Cam Newton in this offense and run it just like he's running it with Kyle Allen. And I think he'll get different results and get a better Cam Newton instead of him having to do that RPO. They don't do much RPO in this offense with Kyle Allen because his ability to run is not as threatening as Cam Newton's ability to run. So they literally let him play quarterback. You read defenses, you break it down, and you throw it to whoever you want to throw it to, and then you hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. When Cam is in there, Cam, I need you to read that defensive end. I need you to break down this defense. I also need you to, uh, if the defense uh, of end crashes on the, the running back, I need you to go up, and if the linebacker bump over, you run it. If he doesn't bump over, I need you to throw it to that outside receiver. Like He doesn't have to worry about that. Cal doesn't. So if that's the case and you know that you're winning football games this way, plug in your all-star, you plug in your uh, your All-American or plug in your uh, um, your NFL Pro Bowl quarterback. You plug him in and you run the same offense that you ran with Kyle Allen, and I think that you'll get better results. That's what I think. Now, I I've, definitely 100% think Cam needs to have his position back. But also in that same breath, though, if Cam is – if you don't want a quarterback controversy, because I heard after the game that – uh, one of the opponents said that it was harder to to um, plan for Kyle Allen than it was for Cam Newton. If I'm any other team, I say the same damn thing because I want you to have a quarterback problem. I want That's, people... I was going to say, he's trolling. Yeah, I 100% trolling. I want that to be an issue because I know right now your fan base is splintering at the moment. So what can I do? I'm going to add some fire. I'm going to add some fuel to this fire and I'm going to see how high I can get it to burn. And it absolutely worked. Because people are like, hey, Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen, he's our savior. He's going to get us to the Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you he will not get you to the Super Bowl. Your defense will. That's where your defense uh, is going to shine. That's Luke Keekly is one of the best in the game. I'll forever vouch for him. He'll help people in the right places. So you have the defense 
to get you there, but you also have the quarterback to not get you there in Kyle Allen. All right, so let's talk about a team that could get to the Super Bowl in a quarterback because that's all anybody's talking about today. Well, anybody was talking about after the game last night too, D'Angelo, with the Monday night football game, the Packers <laughs> and the Lions, because this is the NFL. Look, I'm sure the players in general, you before get mad with referees, miss calls all the time, all that stuff, but it's never been to the level we saw last night where now we have been to that level. If you don't stop it, the interception catch touchdown happened with green Bay, you know, for a fact, it was clearly an interception. Uh, if yes. you're a Dallas fan, when Dallas played green Bay and Dez caught the ball and they said he didn't catch the ball. Like it has always been like this, but, but go ahead, Jake, go ahead, go ahead and finish. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> so, well, so here's what happened for anybody that missed it. It was multiple missed calls in last night's game and the biggest calls, the biggest missed calls, because I'm sure you will say this as many people have. I, I will say the same thing. There's missed calls on both sides of the field every Absolutely. single time, every single game, but to the level that they were last night, you had it to the point where post game, Barry Sanders, Joe Theismann, Tony Dungy, Matt Forte, Clay Matthews, TJ Lang, ESPN went on a rant with Scott Van Pelt. Like it had gotten to the point last night where everybody was complaining ad nauseum all throughout the night, all through the morning of how the Lions got robbed out of this game and the Lions should have another win. The Packers should have another loss and that you can't let something like this slide. Something has to be done. D'Angelo, what are you thinking? One, being on the outside, and two, when these kind of things happen while you were playing, did you speak up or did you leave that to the front office to handle? Well, it's not like the NBA where you get fined for talking about the refs or anything like that, but obviously you know the refs are bad. They're going to always be bad, and they tell you, well, don't leave it up to the refs. Well, you don't know when that time is going to come, so you go out and you play every game the best of your ability, uh, but with that being said, they have the ability to replay or not replay pass interference, right? So if they're going to flag these people or throw oh, flags or miss calls or something like that and open themselves up to replay, then you should be able to replay everything. Everything should come in a fair game. They say on every play there's a holding somewhere. Uh, holding calls were up at the beginning of the year, and now they, they back down off of them because they know, like, hey, there's a holding everywhere. Uh, but it's going to happen. The NFL, for a reason, the officiation, the officials have their own union. So, therefore, you know, the, the NFL, quote, unquote, probably answers to the union. That's, the, that's what they want to say because the officials are not necessarily part of the NFL. They're part of their own union. So, hey, I can talk to them. I could do my best. I'm just a conduit just like you people. Well, in fact, that they're hired by the NFL. So all when you say NFL, when you say talk to them, are you mean like as, are you saying stuff while you're on the field playing or like? Oh, 100 percent. Oh, I, 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 I talk to him all the time. Like, come on, man. You know, that was a bad call. He was like, hey, man, I ain't make that because you don't obviously talk to the person that made the call. He's already having flack. So if you talk to the guy that made the call, then he could potentially flag you for saying something more unsportsmanlike conduct. And now, you know, so you don't ever really say nothing to the 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 ref that made the call. You say it to one of his buddies, like, damn, man, that was a rough call right there. That was bad. You know, that was bull crap, man. He was like, look, I ain't make the call, man. I You can't put that on me. But you Do know, you think it ever worked? you one way or another. Huh? Do you think it ever worked? Does it, does nah, it ever help? It never, it, it never worked, man. <laughs> they, they make those makeup calls sometimes where you're just like, oh, that wasn't a call. That was just a makeup call. And we, we call it a makeup call. And I understand that we're talking about the NFL right now. 
But, dude, I'm sitting in my hotel in London with a five-hour time difference, and I'm watching the Memphis L- uh, SMU game. Did you see how we got robbed by the refs? No, I heard about you it. You should see the last play of uh, Magnifico. He clearly caught the ball. Uh, for my Memphis Tigers, we go on, and we would have won that. We lost 28-30. to 30. We dropped out of the top 25, our first loss. This potentially cost us a BCS bowl bid or a bowl game. Period. Yeah. Like a New Year's bowl game. Not necessarily BCS, but a big time bowl game because of a missed call. I was so pissed off, man. I made the tweet. I don't know if you saw it, that I want to go to my local Foot Locker and start pushing over displays. <laughs> I saw yeah. Because they were in ref uniforms. I didn't want to say That was say one of the anything. tweets last night, too. Was, I, I think it was either Forte or Barry Sanders, but it says send them back to Foot Locker. Right. And you can't, I didn't want to say, hey, I want to go to Foot Locker and punch people in the face because obviously there's people. <laughs> you can't that, do that. You know, yeah. I can't do that. So I just assaulted the displays. So then, you know, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody out there that got upset by you insulting the displays. Yeah, the yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's somebody at Foot Locker right now. Like, damn, you come here and make right, so displays. Is, is there a next step? I mean, you've played this game for years. Is there a next step? Are we moving towards, do we just have a... Uh, an overarching eye of NFL referees that are like watching from the cameras that make the calls instead of the officials on the field, or is it just? I mean, because there, what's the solution? If you, if it, if you're Roger Goodell, D'Angelo, what's your solution to fix this nonsense? Well, you you can't necessarily fix it. You could say that, hey, I did all I could do. I talked to him. I uh, said what I said. Nobody listened to me. Uh, you can keep. That's how they cover their asses, man. Is hey, I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> What it is, you guys, they know that they're bad. They're going to get better. We sent them to all these camps. We did all these training mechanisms. We did this 3D stuff, you know, in the offseason. Yeah, everybody kicks every- the can down the road to somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, Shit rolls downhill, man. And as long as you're not at the bottom of it, you're fine. It's just where you get picked up at is what matters. Uh, so if it's downhill and you're at the top of the hill, by the <laughs> I time can tell you, you get to the- they're all inside that giant crap ball right they, now. They are. They're, they're, they're all inside of it, but you know, nobody gets it worse than the one at the bottom though. <laughs> Cause you take on the full gambit. So now we just got to get to the bottom of who is the issue. They'll come out probably at the end of the season and said they fired this and came up with some new thing and everybody will be high on the refs next year and be led in the same place, man. It's like the Dallas Cowboys, right? When you think they're good and they do it. Okay. Boom, reality hits you, and you're just like, oh, these refs are terrible. Well, so there's a perfect segue for us. Let's talk about those Cowboys <laughs> that you got so upset about earlier this season saying they were overrated. And I do. Uh, I so told far, you, you said they wasn't, though. You was behind them 100%, Jake, and I want you to apologize. I, I demand an apology. I, I demand I an apology so- <laughs> because you said they had the defense. Oh. You said they was a Super Bowl contending team. You said that out of your own mouth. I will say... I did say they were a contending team, absolutely. And as of today, I apologize. I'm not saying they're completely out of it. I don't it, accept it. I don't. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good as of today. I, I, you don't, I think, don't it think it was sincere? sincere? I don't think because it was sincere. I think, I uh, well, let's talk about this for a second. No, no, seriously, let's talk because that's why. I don't think it's fair to write them off after three straight losses, just like I don't think it was fair to crown them as the NFC favorites after going 3-0. I think there's both sides of it, but... Now this week what, what they're facing sides, the. Jake? I want to hear your both sides because obviously I'm only hearing one side where they're terrible, and obviously I saw it in the first three games because they didn't play anybody and everybody was high on them and you were high on them as well. And now you want to backtrack. Stay, stay positive no. with your team. Stay positive I, I, with your team. I, I, Jake. No, don't call on my team. I can't go that far. <laughs> I will never go that far. <laughs> I, mean, I hate that entire division. You know that. Yeah. Uh, so they, look, 
Dak Prescott is better than what we've seen in the last three games. This team still hasn't been healthy for the past three weeks. They're losing people actually. No, and no, losing nobody's healthy, Jake. Nobody's healthy. No, but but you will agree. There's a difference between losing. I mean, Aaron Rodgers still winning football games without his best receiver. But you're not well, talking about him. That, so well, we just mean? talked about the fact he shouldn't have won that game last night. <laughs> That's a whole different no, no, story. He won, though. We're talking about he did. We're talking about reality. We're not and, in fantasy hey, well, right now. Well, look, I will say this. The Packers defense looks better than the Cowboys defense. So there's a factor in there right there. We are talking well, about the Carolina I, you know Panthers. What? But I, hold on. Hold on. We're still trying to get to Sunday Night Football because that's the important thing here. This is what we're trying to talk about. We're trying okay. to talk about that we had this division game on tap. This is an important one. Eagles versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys could potentially lose now four in a row, They're which will have you doing vic- victory laps all day. Okay, so will they lose four in a row because of what Doug Peterson said? Because Doug Peterson... Essentially, essentially, Doug Peterson guaranteed a win. Now, he didn't say guarantee the word, but he said this. I know the sky's falling outside. Yes. You know, it, it's, it's falling, and, and I get that, and the fans are, are, are reeling just a little bit. But, but you know, we, we're going down to Dallas, and our guys are going to be ready to play, and we're going to win that football game. And when we do, we're in first place in the NFC East. We control our own destiny. We're right where we need to be. D'Angelo, that's guaranteeing it without saying the word guaranteed. I, I love you just it. Say, I, I love say, it. You put do? The, put the pressure on it. Absolutely. I absolutely love it because now my guys got to come out and they live up to the guarantee. Hey, do you like it better if a coach does it or if a player yes. does it? Like if it was your yeah, teammate? I'm, I'm, which which, which I'm would you tell prefer? You, I, I, I would prefer either. A teammate, whether it comes out as a teammate or as it come, if it comes out as a head coach, it's still a part of that team. And because it's a part of that team, uh, you're going to respect it. Hey, we're going to win it. Nobody's going into that game saying, hey, we're not going to win it. Everybody from the Eagles feel like they're going to go in and win that game. Unfortunately for them, everybody on the Cowboys think they're going to go into that game and win that game as well. If they didn't think they was going to win that game, why not show up? They just don't express that through words and say, hey, I'm <laughs> guarantee you this victory. But I love the fact that he stepped up and he said that because now his guys has the answer. You know, with me as a head coach, when I say it, I know that I can mean it because I control the tempo of practice. I control the length of practice and I control what these guys are doing. So therefore I technically control what's going to happen on Sunday. So when I step on the field, come this work week, I know what the guys are going to put in because I put it together. I know what they're going to show me. I know how I'm going to test these guys and what they're going to put out on the field come Sunday when we play the Dallas Cowboys. You know, unfortunately, for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles is, is now the Cowboys got bullets and board materials, so now you're going to get their best shot. That was my Let, next question. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. It's 100% a real thing because some sleeping giants that are just either trying to get through the season or, uh, you know, have those little aches and pains where they're just on the cusp of playing or not playing, now you know woke them up and like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm playing that game. They didn't guarantee to win. That's what everything surrounded around. Did that ever? As far did as that ever happen when you were playing? Did you ever come into the locker room? There was something slapped up on the wall that somebody said that you were facing. That yeah, week? we've, that we've ever... had that before. We they put it up in the training room because all the guys come through the training room because everybody obviously got to get their ankles taped and you know you're never a hundred percent throughout the season, so everybody get nicked up you know here and there. So when they come into the the the, the uh, training room, you have those messages of what somebody said or what the team thinks about you and stuff like that. And the best part about it is that some of the coaches, which Mike T was really good at doing this, like even if you was a big-time player and they didn't say anything about you, they don't respect you enough to say anything about you. Like, wow, man, you did this, 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 and this the last couple (laughs) weeks, man. They didn't even say anything about you, bro. Hmm. 
That's it. That's that's interesting. I never thought about this. <laughs> yeah. All right, so oh, it absolutely so, worked, man. It's, it's the college thing, you know. Everything that you had in college and high school, what would get you hype? Other teams talking crazy, so it 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 unleashed that maybe that inner child that you still have because we don't ever get rid of it. Uh, you know, pulling up that bulletin board material because you know in high school everybody talked trash. Even in middle school, you know, you talk trash depending on how good you were or or what name you had across your chest. So that doesn't change. It's inbreded in you. So when you get to the NFL and people talk trash or guarantee victories and stuff like that, you want to play at a better level because now the Philadelphia Eagles, once they win that game or if they win that game, now the coach look like a genius. Like, oh, man, you called it. So now as a coaching staff on the other end, of the, you got to make them wrong. So this is going to be a clash of the Titans. This is going to be a real good one. Let's talk about the coaches real quick because here's the one we talked about. So we've been talking firing coaches well, you already the entire know what season. I think about that coach. This is I know, but I, I just want you to say it because we had our bet at the beginning of the season, which I'm going to keep telling everybody that I won that one with Jay Gruden. But you and I talked last week and we said, Dan Quinn, how is Dan Quinn not fired? Here's the next one. Let's bring him up this week. A different coach. Does Jason Garrett need to be fired? He does need to be fired, but he's not going anywhere. I'm I'm a firm believer. How is he that, still there this long? No, I, I feel I'm like he's on the cusp of being fired every year. Jason Garrett has either video or some incriminating pictures on Jerry Jones that he's threatening. <laughs> hey, if you ever fire me, I'm gonna release these to the public and it's gonna be damning on your reputation and he has something on Jerry we Jones. We always dude. make that joke, but you legitimately I, I think really like there's something it. here. I honestly believe it, man. It's something like legacy killing that he has on Jerry Jones where he's still in the office because he hadn't been good ever, if you ask me. Like, when has he been good? What has he won? Well, I don't think he's actually ever really won that. Like, when you said that about Doug Peterson, about controlling the tempo of the offense and you know putting it on him and controlling the I don't think Jason Garrett's ever really done that much with anything he's ever had talent-wise. Right, that's what I'm saying. So that, that, I don't understand. Why is he still there? Why is he still, quote-unquote, uh, the head coach of America's used-to-be team? <laughs> I can't answer that question for you because it's been years coming. If you hear my voice here, that means we've reached the end of our ride. But there's good news. You can listen to more of the show and get 40% off by subscribing to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash tobehonest. That's theathletic.com slash tobehonest. You'll be able to hear the full show in D'Angelo's most honest takes of the episode. Okay, now you know. Tune in next week, and we'll talk soon.